We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am the damn fool that shot you. Ooh. I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. <laughs> and as you can tell, of course, today we are talking about the smash Broadway musical written and uh, starring originally Lin-Manuel Miranda, now a smash hit movie on Disney Plus, Hamilton. Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about Hamilton for all the noobs out there? Um, Is there anybody in the world who has not now watched this streaming on Disney Plus? If you haven't, I don't know what you're doing listening to our podcast. I promise you it's much better than anything that Mike or I could say. But welcome to the Zoom where it happens. You're, You're pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> the room where it happens. <laughs> we, uh, Hamilton is really a, a vision that Miranda had when he was lying on a beach uh, after being burnt out from In the Heights. He's lying on a, on a beach reading Ron Chernow's biography on one of our founding fathers, Alexander Hamilton, and he thought that his story was really a story of hip-hop and had this original vision of making the Hamilton mixtape. He actually originally performed this uh, in the Obama White House, the first song. Alexander Hamilton, and, and people were laughing, right? Uh, Barack Obama thought he was joking at first, and then when you see Michelle Obama snapping along, if you have not seen this, go on YouTube and watch it. This is the original uh, first live performance of any song from Hamilton, and then he it's realized- so, It's so great when he like sings the, you know, uh, my name is Alexander Hamilton, everybody cracks up, right, thinking that funny. this is a joke. And uh, John Stewart did a bit on it on The Daily Show, like right after that happened. And, you know, like kind of like rolled his eyes and it was the bit was called like Old Man Stewart Shakes His Fist at Things, right? And he's like, he's like, come on, a Hamilton rap? Like, give me a break. Uh, that, that bit has not aged well. David Diggs, what was uh, interviewed the release of this on um, Disney Plus, and he was told that Taimé Kale, who uh, is the director of Hamilton, also directed the stage version, also directed this film version of the stage performance, uh, also a member of Freestyle Love Supreme which I fully recommend you check out, which is the uh, freestyle rap group that Miranda is a part of, uh, Kale is a part of, Chris Jackson is a part of, David Diggs is a part of, and Tommy Kale goes to David Diggs and he says, you know, Lynn is writing this rap about Alexander Hamilton and wants you to be a part of it. And Diggs was like, that sounds like a terrible idea because it doesn't (laughs) sound like it should work and and yet it works. Um, It works on so many levels. It works because... It's telling a story of an underdog. Uh, it works because the the rhymes and the bars are just so good. Every song in the show is good. I cannot think of a song that is bad. You tell me what song is bad, and I will tell you why it is incredible. Um, every single person in the original Broadway cast really are incredible. David Diggs raps better than anybody I, I know right now. You should hear him freestyle. Uh, the way he raps uh, as Lafayette, 
and the way he brings in a bit oh. of the jazzy sound as Jefferson is incredible. Can you do the can you do the whole uh, um, his whole part from Guns and Chips? Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman, Lafayette. Take the horse by the reins, make the red coast red in the blood stays. Lafayette, never stop talking, make them drive a slaughter, let them scatter their maids. I'm Lafayette. Watch me engaging wow. them, escaping them, enraging them. I'm Lafayette. I go to France for more funds. Come back with more guns and ships. You know, I'm no James Corden, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. This is what I spend my time doing during quarantine <laughs> with my children. We, we learn Hamilton lyrics. Um, I just think the show's amazing. Uh, Renee Ellis Goldsberry probably has the best raps in the entire show in Satisfied as Angelica Schuyler. It's incredible. Yeah, she's uh, and, extraordinary. And I just think everything about the show uh, is amazing. Now, listen, I'm coming to the show as a Hamill stan already, uh, right? I've been in the room where it happens. I saw it on Broadway uh, a few years ago. Uh, I, one of my children will not be able to go to college now as a result, but I was able to see it on with Broadway. The original with the original cast? Not with the original cast. Um, but also really amazing to see the original cast and to see the version that I saw. Each person has their own spin on every character. Um, and, and that was also great. Mike, as somebody who has never seen it before, as somebody who uh, heard uh, very little of the music, you, you weren't listening to it, we were listening to it in every car ride, uh, besides, you know, maybe My Shot or Alexander Hamilton, what did you think as a newbie? Right, so yeah, you're right, I had never seen the show before. I, I, I think I, I had listened to the cast album uh, a, a number of times, so I was familiar with, with a lot of the music, especially the, the you know, um, some of the more uh, popular songs like My Shot and um, uh, things like that, Guns and Chips. Um, so I, and, and I had seen um, uh, a Richmond uh, production of In the Heights. So I was uh, familiar with Lin-Manuel Miranda and, uh, and, 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 his, and his work. I, I remember seeing that, uh, at least the clip of uh, his performance of this at um, the White House Poetry Slam uh, when it happened, uh, the room where it happened and when it happened. Uh, so I, I wasn't coming into it totally cold, um, but you know I'm I'm something of a contrarian, right? And so when when something's a, a big cultural phenomenon, when everybody says that you know this is the show to end all shows, this is the most amazing thing that's ever been put on Broadway, I'm kind of walking in, you know, with with my with my arms folded. I'm I'm ready to uh, sit in the balcony like Statler and Waldorf, you know, and and uh, and and scoff at it and shake my fist and and. Hamilton just doesn't let you do that. It is a triumph from from start to finish. It was it was so good, um, and you know I, uh, uh, you know I'm, I, I, I already worry that I'm not going to be able to send my children to college. So I never uh, got a chance to see it on on Broadway, and even when it was traveling here in Richmond, we we uh, earlier this year, in fact, um, or pre coronavirus. Um, we didn't get a chance to see it. Um, and I regret that. Just seeing the film version made me want to see the stage version more, although the film version was incredible, right? Just just in, in terms of, you know, filmmaking, um, to be able to capture the essence of a live performance um, in, in the way that they did uh, was was really extraordinary. The camera work, um, you know, this was, remind me of the director's name again? Uh, uh, Tommy Kale. Tommy Kale. So, you know, this is the original director of the show, right? And he, this is, I read, I read a piece that said, you know, this is like 
you know, the, the person who's most inside Hamilton wants to show you like the definitive way of seeing Hamilton. I mean, that's how it, and that's how it felt to me. I mean, so that, so just, um, in a filmmaking perspective, it was extraordinary. The music is amazing. The acting is amazing. The choreography was amazing. Um, everything was incredible. And it's um, really not easy, right? That I've seen, I'm a big Broadway musical fan. I've seen films of live stage performances right. on Netflix and on Disney plus. Now there's the live stage uh, performance of Newsies when it went on Broadway. Um, I was really excited. I'm a big Newsies fan uh, and nerd in that way. It's really hard to appreciate and experience that live performance on film, but Hamilton, you're able to do it and to able to see the expressions of the original Broadway cast up close, to, to see Jonathan Groff's spit. Right. Oh yeah, uh, you could feel yourself getting groffed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Uh, right. And so, you know, and, and, and then the other way of uh, turning Broadway musicals into movies is to, you know, restage them in a more, in a more um, cinematic way, you know, and, and I can think of um, mixed results when, when filmmakers do that, you know, uh, so, you know, I, I grew up loving um, uh, Phantom of the Opera, I grew up loving Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, uh, and I never actually ended up seeing Cats, but I, uh, understand from the people who braved it that it was, um, you know, maybe it'll become a cult classic, but it was uh, a, a pretty roundly regarded as a catastrophe. They did not like the Phantom of the Opera uh, uh, movie musical, right? So for every Grease, which is, you know, uh, a wonderful, um, uh, you know, film musical, um, you get uh, you, you get some uh, mixed results. So this was totally different, right? This was you know, actually filming the stage show um, in a way that made cinematic sense so it was it was uh, great and um you know i think that you know so much of it so much of why people celebrate hamilton uh is is you know well deserved well earned I mean, obviously the, the the writing is great the acting is great the music is catchy and fantastic the amount of technical difficulty in pulling off the show from uh, from every angle and every perspective um, is, uh, is is really extraordinary to watch. I mean, it's really unlike uh, just about any other Broadway show that I can think of, except for maybe in the Heights. Um, but the, the scope of this is is just totally different. Um, so uh, so on that level, uh, I, I was amazed. Um, and then you start getting into the kind of you know thematic level of it, um, which which. Uh, you know, I've been, I, I can't stop thinking about, you know, I, um, I, I, and, and this, you know, the, the film version was made in 2016. Um, uh, and the show first made it to Broadway in 2015. 2015, right. This was, uh, they wanted to film it live with this cast before, right. uh, the original, uh, Broadway cast had left. Uh, right. Philippa Sue was about to leave, uh, to go on to another project. Actually, Jonathan Groff had left already and they brought him back. Uh, for this uh, performance so they could film it, film it live. And it was supposed to drop in theaters next year. Right. Uh, but uh, Disney realized, talked to Lin-Manuel Miranda, they said, let's drop this on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we don't know the next time that live theater is coming back and people need, right. people need something to be satisfied because we'll never be satisfied. We'll never be satisfied. You know, so, and I, and I think that that's, you know, listen, I mean, it's, Famously, you know, this show was very hard and very expensive to get tickets to, you know, um, which is ironic considering, you know, how much of the theory behind the show is about, you know, democratizing the um, American story, um, about, you know, telling the story of a founding father 
who is not generally, you know, celebrated in the in the echelons of of Washington and Jefferson, uh, and um, and and doing it in a way that um, that that elevates uh, people and, and voices of, of color, um, you know, is, is, is really unique. So there's a way in which the, the whole point of the show is to democratize the American story, uh, which in its founding was, um, as, they, as George Washington says in, in the play, right, is, is not yet fully a democracy, um, even after the revolution. Uh, and and yet, you know, it was very hard, very inaccessible for people to get tickets. And so one of the things that, um, that uh, Miranda and and, uh, and the producers did was that they you know tried very hard to get school groups to come in to see it and give discounted tickets. There's a lottery system for it. Right, they so had they, their they Eduham uh, yeah. program for uh, uh, public school students in, in New York City. Right. So to give access to this story and access to theater and access to Broadway for uh, students who didn't really have it. But here you have, you know, I think a, a real democratization, right? For, for a, you know, if you, even if you only want to get your Disney Plus subscription for one month, right? Because you can't do it on the free trial to watch Hamilton, but, but seven bucks, right? Can enable you to see something that might have cost $700 um, plus a plane ticket in a hotel in New York uh, is, is is really incredible and so you know such a vast swath of people will be able to um, see the story to be able to um, learn and, and hear uh, this take and these messages um, and also experience a Broadway performance when they may never have that opportunity right. uh, again is, is just really uh, amazing to think about right and, and Miranda on, said on unusual Miranda said on opening day, uh, when it dropped on July 3rd, more people watched it than had seen it in five years in every one of the, the Chicago production, the, the three touring companies, the West End production, the Broadway, the LA productions. Uh, pretty incredible in that regard. I, I believe that. So Jesse, I, I'm curious to hear from you I mean, as, a, as a Hamill stan. Um, what, what, what do you see as the Torah of Hamilton? Um, you know, I was actually thinking about it this this past week after watching it. Um, full disclosure, um, I've seen it streaming. I only saw it live on Broadway once. I've now seen it streaming uh, 12 times. Wow. Um, my, my kids really love it. Um, it's become a sort of nightly experience for us before bed. We're, 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 hovering around, we're hovering around three, but like in bits and pieces, but the cast album is constantly sure, playing now. Sure. Yeah. Um, also lots of great, um, which I'm sure, and, and uh, Richmond differently, uh, more focusing on the Civil War you, you guys have, not the best parts of the Civil War, um, the, the, the losers of the Civil War. Um, well, the, I mean, it was the best part of the Civil War in a sense, because like Richmond was the, was the you know, when the Confederate capital fell, the that's Civil true. War basically that's ended. True. So. So but, but there's a lot of great uh, historical landmarks of the Revolutionary War up where we are in New Jersey. Um, and we've actually taken this. It took a hip-hop Broadway musical to get my kids excited about that. Uh, locally in Morristown, there's the uh, Schuyler Hamilton House where A Winter's Ball takes place we visited. Uh, there is um, in Patterson, the Great Falls, where Hamilton founded as the, the home of the... Uh, the building of American industry. Um, and of course, in Weehawken, there, there's the famous dueling spots uh, where, where Burr killed Hamilton. I was thinking about it last week when we read Parshat, Huk, uh, I'm sorry, Parshat Pinchas, where um, God tells Moses that he will go up to uh, Mount uh, Arvim, 
Ibrahim, and, and he will um, see the promised land, but will not himself enter it. Uh, and that God's, uh, God's spirit, Asher Ruach Bo, it says, rest in him, rest in Joshua. And Joshua will take over as the leader of the Israelites. And it's this, in, it's this initial blip into the transition of power that will take place. And yet, that doesn't happen until Moses dies at the very end of the book of Deuteronomy. So we have 10 chapters of the book of Numbers and the entire book of Deuteronomy. And the entire book of Deuteronomy is Moses retelling what happened to the Israelites already. He's trying to make sure the Israelites don't forget him and don't forget what he taught them. And I think that Jewishly, that's really the essence of Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton is not somebody special. He really represents the every person. Uh, he is a poor immigrant uh, who tries to make a name for himself. Uh, and the whole idea is that he doesn't want to be forgotten. But he says several times, um, who lives, who dies, who, who tells, tells your story. Your story. Mm-hmm. And it's very much ultimately a story about legacy. There's this great um, internet theory, the very end of the show, which you don't hear on the on the cast album, the, the original Broadway cast recording, when Philippa Sue as Eliza Schuyler uh, screams, she shrieks when she, you know, at the very end. Um, and is it that she's going to in the afterlife and reunited with Hamilton? Is it that she sees the audience and realizes that the story is actually being told, that his legacy and that her legacy, that she succeeded in telling his story? Uh, is it the fact that in the year 2020, a Broadway musical has done more to tell the story about Hamilton than anything did in the 200 plus years prior to that. But what is Jewish, everything that we say when our loved ones pass away, what we in the Ashkenazi community, we name after our loved ones. Uh, we say, may their memories be a blessing. Uh, that there are loved ones' souls are bound up in the bond of our lives. We want to make sure that they carry on when they physically leave this world. And I think that's, uh, human instinct, that's our biggest fear. Our biggest fear is to make sure that we ourselves are not forgotten and that we have a lasting impact on this world. And that, I think, is what Hamilton is trying to do. There's also this great scene, uh, which does not appear on the Broadway cast recording, when John Lawrence dies. Um, right? And he's singing off to the side, tomorrow there'll be more of us. And Eliza Schuyler is reading the letter from Lawrence's father to Hamilton and Hamilton doesn't relax, doesn't react. He doesn't cry. He's silent for a moment. And he says, I have so much more work to do because it's all about making sure that we are remembered and memory is the essence of Judaism. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, um, there's, there's certainly uh, a major theme of the, of the show was about, you know, telling the untold story. Uh, And, and yet, you know, I found myself, um, frustrated that um, that that you know, and maybe I take this for granted now. You know, uh, after the show has has you know been in existence for as long as it has and has become the phenomenon it has, but it felt like um, it, you know there, there was uh, it, it felt like um, the the fact of you know uh, people of color playing these you know lily white figures you know, was meant also to say, like, there's a story in America that hasn't been told. Uh, and there are voices that we haven't heard from. And, you know, um, there, there's, there, there's a narrative that, you know, that, that, 
that isn't remembered. Uh, and, and yet, you know, by, by just replacing, you know, white uh, characters with, uh, with, with black and brown uh, actors, uh, and, uh, but not really having a place in the story for, you know, the average person for enslaved people, for Native Americans, um, you know, that it, it felt like um, that there was still, I thought, I found myself um, frustrated that like those stories were not given a, a, a space and place in, in Hamilton. But, but what you're talking about, Jesse, I think is, is really important, um, but it's complicated in Judaism, I think, right? I think about uh, in, you know, in Pirkei Avot, that say, you know, he who seeks fame destroys his name, uh, right? And, and, and there's, there's a, a sense of that on some level in, in Hamilton. It's, it's certainly, I think, you know, what Burr would say to, to Hamilton, which is like, like, stop trying to be a great person. Um, although Burr himself is, you know, trying to be a great person in, in his own way, right? And you have that also in Pure Kevo, you have the rabbis like, like Shammai who says, you know, uh, say little and do much, right? And, and Burr is that kind of character, right? Uh, talk less, smile more, never well, let well, I, know I would, I would disagree. I would disagree, right? Burr is not say little, do much. Burr is say little and do little, right? He, he's, Fair. right, I think Burr is when the Talmud teaches that silence equals complacency, uh, Burr is, is the opposite of that. That's why Hamilton's saying you got to speak up, right? If you stand for nothing, Burr, what do you fall for? Burr's not willing to take a stance. Um, not only does he say that in Aaron Burr, sir, he, he sings that again in Wait For It. Um, and then finally, in Act Two, he acknowledges that when, he's, when he screams at, at the end of, wait, uh, of Room Where It Happens, he's saying, I want to be in the room where it happens. But he's unwilling to take a stand on anything. And if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. Right. I mean, and ultimately, you know, his but his theory about how to get to the room where it happens is by, you know, is by uh, trying to be hard to pin down, right? So that, uh, so you know, that that if you you know curry favor with with anybody and everybody, then then eventually you'll make it into the room where it happens, you know, regardless of which side wins. You know, I think so. That uh, it's 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 true. Um, although at the same time, you know, Burr um, is not. Uh, it, one of the things I think that's interesting that uh, that Lin Manuel Miranda did in this is this show is that Burr is not Burr is an antagonist, but he's not the villain, right? Even though he's the one who kills Hamilton, right? He's he's he, he has this um, uh, contrast point with the title character, um, but Hamilton is not all good in the show, and Burr is not all bad, right? And uh, and so you know they're 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 um, I get the sense that Miranda is is saying that you know there's a place for people like Burr too in in the story, and, well, especially using him as the narrator to tell the story. Right, which is an incredible idea. Right, um, I, I think it's very powerful. Um, it also shows that um, nobody is black and white. Right, when we talk about our efforts to be righteous and to do good. Uh, it's it's not uh, all or nothing, that it's constantly a balancing act that, that we're trying to do. Um, and you think about Burr, right? What was it that set him off that led him to this duel? Um, well, Miranda, what Miranda does is not his, totally historically accurate. It's not just Hamilton encouraging people to support Jefferson uh, instead of Burr. It's even after that, when Burr was vice president and running for governor of New York, uh, Hamilton 
started this whole campaign to vote for the other candidate and Burr lost as governor. And that's really what, what pushed him over to the edge. Um, and by the way, I mean, I think that, you know, um, people decry the, uh, the, the partisanship of our era, but, um, but we, you know, we, we, we forget that a sitting vice president literally killed a man <laughs> in broad daylight, you know, right. um, uh, and there was there weren't even really political parties back then, right? But uh, but but the, you know political acrimony is is not a new phenomenon. It's not always necessarily a bad phenomenon either, right? I mean, I think that that's one of Hamilton's points is um, you know I'd rather be divisive than indecisive, right? Um, which he says in in uh, the farmer um, uh, a farmer refuted farmer refuted song, yeah. So. Uh, you know, and, and I think that that's a, a really worthy point for, for our era and, and one that I think is particularly Talmudic too, right? The, 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 the um, Jewish tradition is unconcerned with uh, division. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> the Jewish tradition is um, not uniquely concerned with division, right? It depends on the kind of division. Um, it depends on, on how people engage those divisions, but the Talmud is filled with division. Right. Um, so, you know, it's polarized. Right. You have, you know, one rabbi on one side and one rabbi on the other side or one rabbi on one side and the whole group of other rabbis on the other side. Like polarization is a feature of Jewish tradition. Right. It's not a um, uh, it's not a flaw. It's not a, a kink in Jewish tradition. It's a feature of Jewish tradition. Um, and so, you know, yet like right now, people talk about division, about partisanship um, as if it is entirely a bad thing. But I think that, you know, sometimes um, agreement and compromise for their own sake can be a bad thing, too. We had that for a good part of, you know, the 20th century, uh, where there was very little division, very little partisanship in, in Washington, um, because the kind of central compromise uh, among the white majority was that we're going to um, uh, continue segregation, we're going to continue the oppression of, of African Americans and Republicans and Democrats, you know, could by and large both agree on that. Uh, and so there were, they were able to get a lot more done. And some of the best rhymes in the show, by the way, I believe are in Cabinet Battle 1 and Cabinet Battle 2. Oh, yeah. Miranda says, right, that those are some of the first uh, raps that he wrote. Uh, but it, even, right, the essence of hip hop, when you have a sparring partner, uh, it, it helps you create a better rhymes it helps you flow more uh, when you have a thought partner it allows you to have a real it allows you to have a real disagreement but not disagreement because i hate you not disagreement because you're disgusting a disagreement um because we both have the same goal in mind and we're going to push each other and be uh each other be the devil's advocate for one another um the challenge i think is in this world we're not willing in this day and age we're not willing to sit to, to create a room where it happens right? we're not willing to sit down at the table with those who we disagree with to come up with some sort of compromise i'll give you the capital you give me the banks no we're willing to say you're disgusting you're a racist oh you're some social justice warrior uh, we're not willing to sit down at the table uh, with those who have fundamentally different viewpoints and worldviews than we do Right. You know, I mean, I think that that's a really good point, right? The, uh, the objective of the debate in the Talmud is, you know, is, is sharpening arguments 
um, and, uh, um, and and deliberating, you know, um, the, the a right course of action. Right? There's engagement, right? The 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 disputants in Talmudic discussions aren't there, you know, tweeting to their followers, um, in, you know, in order to rile up the base and and you know get more media attention, right? That's not the objective. But yet today, a lot of times, the objective of the disagreement is the disagreement, uh, and you know, and I, that's that's one of the uh, problematic things uh, and um, you know so uh, you know I think that um, uh, I, I'm just thinking about the uh, the cabinet battles that, that you're talking about right and uh, Jefferson uh, taunting Hamilton you know you don't have the votes um, which is which is now a common refrain in, in our house when we want to you know win an argument with one another um, is, <laughs> is you don't have the votes ha 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 um, but one of the things that I think is, you know, really uh, uh, intriguing in, in that piece, and, you know, these are the ways in which Hamilton is a commentary on our time, too, is, you know, Jefferson, you know, holding the argument of, you know, um, in, in the South, you know, we plant things with our hands and, and, and we build it, right? And, and in the North, you just sort of like, you know, you, you, um, you take capital and you, uh, um, you know, you, you, you work in a realm that is not actually production, right? But we're, and Hamilton's response is like, we know who's doing the producing in, in the South. Um, I, and, I, and I wonder, I mean, like, as a comment- Actually says, we know who's doing the planting. Right, we know who's doing the planting, right? So, um, which, which obviously is a um, is sort of um, uh, avatar of um, the, the, you know, Republican Democratic debates that happen today where Republicans, you know, say, you know, like, like um, we're producers, you know, we got to give uh, uh, money to the job creators, you know, and so on and so forth. And, and Democrats saying, you know, um, the, the job creators just pocket the money themselves and exploit the labor that they're, that they're, uh, that they're uh, utilizing. So I, 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 that's a question I have for you, Jesse, as a, um, as a commentary on um, our current uh, political moment, um, how incisive is Hamilton? Recognizing that it was, you know, first performed on Broadway in 2015, uh, and we are in a totally different era now than than we were in then. Yeah, I don't know if it's meant to be a commentary on a current political moment as much as it's meant to tell a story uh, that is often not told about one of our country's founding fathers. And if you ask Miranda, I think he'll simply say it's a story of America then told by America now. Uh, and when it was first performed in 2015, Chris Jackson actually says this. He's like, listen, to, to be a, a man of color in the White House performing for a black president, right, this, this is seems like all of a sudden it's a show of hope, it's a show of progress. Uh, to watch the show now in Donald Trump's America uh, with uh, police brutality and racial injustice really um, not obviously being something new, but maybe finally um, coming to a tipping point where our country's willing to do something about it. Uh, we're looking at this and viewing this in a very different light. Um, there are this issues of gun violence are still very much issues that we're dealing with today. Uh, the issues of divisiveness uh, and partisanship uh, are, are still issues that we are dealing with today. The issues of issues of egotism 
uh, are, and infighting are still issues that we are dealing with today. But ultimately, at its core, the show was talking about somebody who is a flawed human being, but still believes he has blessings to give this world and still wants to be remembered. I think that's the, the essence. Uh, Mike, if I can, uh, you know, there is a theory. It, it's, it's a theory. It's not a, a uh, prominent theory, but it is a theory by some, by a few historians that Hamilton was Jewish. Um, I, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, Ron Chernow says he doesn't, he doesn't say that it's, it's blatantly wrong and incorrect, but he doesn't believe there's enough evidence to suggest that it is true. Hamilton's mother uh, was married before she had a relationship with his father. Um, one of the reasons that they never got married is because she was never divorced from the man that she left. But most historians believe, based on his last name, uh, that the man that she left, uh, who she had children with, was Jewish. And based on history at that time, it would be very rare uh, for this person to not force his wife, whether it was by her choice or not, to, to also convert to Judaism. And so some of these uh, really, they're minority opinions, but some of these, uh, those with these opinions believe that even when she left her husband, she continued to raise her children as Jewish and then thus uh, raise the children that she had with this other man, meaning Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, and he had a brother uh, with that man as well, as Jews as well. Um, in fact, he was actually privately uh, taught by the headmistress of a Jewish school uh, in the Caribbean. And so some historians believe, well, would she have done that to somebody who didn't identify as Jewish, that sort of thing? It's inconsequential to his story uh, when he leaves the Caribbean and goes to America and really reinvents himself. But I do wonder if he was brought up with some of these Jewish values, did that lead him, even on a subconscious level, to live a life that was based on certain morals or ethics or values to fight for certain issues? I mean, it's, it's an intriguing question. It's hard, it's hard to know beyond speculation. You know, and I guess the question is, um, you know, what, uh, what Jewish do you see in his life and his legacy, right? So like, is there, is there a presence of, you know, something that's, um, you know, values of principles, uh, actions that are, that are identifiably Jewish? Um, and, and you can't say, you know, the institution of a central bank because you, you're not, you're still not allowed to say that. Yeah, that's pretty anti-Semitic. <laughs> So are there things that you can think of? I, I think specifically about, um, uh, about legacy. I think specifically about really fighting for freedom. The fact that he started, um, joined this fight at the age of 19 uh, as a kid is really powerful. Although, as you mentioned, uh, he, doesn't, he wasn't an abolitionist per se, so he didn't fight for freedom for all. Um, but he did understand the need to fight against tyranny and, and the need to fight against oppression, which is very much a part of the Jewish experience and very much a part of Jewish history. Um, and, 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 you know, I think that there's a way in which his, his outspokenness, right, which is, which is really kind of central to the, the theatrical 
version of Hamilton um, is, you know, feels very Jewish to me, right? Like, like you said, you know, before that Judaism is a very strong tradition of, of silence being akin to uh, assent. And, uh, and that, you know, when, uh, if, if your community is uh, um, committing a transgression and you don't speak out against it, then you're held accountable on the same level um, as the community that you, that you cannot stand idly by, right? And so Hamilton is definitely a story of somebody who refuses to stand idly by, right? He's somebody who, who's, who's itching, at least the way Miranda tells it, right? He's itching to jump into the fray. Um, that feels to me, even though obviously there, there are ways in which you know, um, people who read the same tradition differently might disagree with me. But to me, that feels very Jewish. It's very much a, a, a um, Nachshon experience, right? You're going to go, you're going to keep going, and you're going to have faith that God will have the waters split. Um, I also think it's powerful that Miranda intentionally brought together th- this, this group of four of Marquis de Lafayette, of Hercules Mulligan, of John Lawrence, and of Alexander Hamilton, even though there's no um, historical evidence that all four of them were together at the exact same time, right? Mm. They had different relationships. His relationship with Lawrence uh, and with Mulligan were different than his relationship with Lafayette. Uh, But he brought it together to show the the youthful um, exuberance and energy of those who were starting the revolution, uh, right? They were the ones on the front lines. And I think about protests now, right? I think about mm-hmm. who are those who are leading the, the fight in the Black Lives Matter movement? Who are those who are leading the March for Our Lives movement? It, right. it's, it's our youth, right? Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that that's a, really, uh, a really great point. You know, the, um, when, when you have a Torah scroll that you think might have uh, a, a, an error in it or, or a smudge or letters broken or something like that, um, one of the ways that you determine whether or not it's kosher is you bring a child to come and read from it. And if the child uh, can read from it, uh, then you um, then it's kosher to use. But if a child can't, then it's not. And so why, why is it why is it a child? I mean, one is because, you know, if it's, if it's clear and evident for a child to be able to see, then, then it should be good for an adult. But also because uh, children tell the truth. Right, like, like they don't care that this Torah scroll costs a hundred thousand dollars and will cost fifty thousand dollars to fix. Like, if it's broken, they're going to tell you that it's broken, and then they're not going to stand on ceremony about it, right? So, I think that this is, you know, Hamilton shows it, and we're seeing it lived out in our time as well. Um, and it has been true of of protest move- movements and revolutions throughout history is that they're is that they're waged in so many ways by the young, uh, and uh, and and there's a reason for that because young people. Um, see and tell the truth. But one of the things that I think is interesting about the show is the way in which Washington um, is a mentor figure for the revolutionaries, right? So like, so Washington is older, more experienced. He is, um, he's a statesman. He's seasoned. He's, he's, uh, you know, uh, led his men uh, into, uh, into bloodshed, right? Um, And, and then ultimately, uh, in, in one of the great, I think, uh, set pieces of the show, One Last Time, uh, where he uh, announces that he's going to step down as president uh, after two turns, which, which of course sets precedent for, the re- for almost the rest of American history. We hope for the rest of American history. Uh, and, um, you know, so, uh, so th- you know, there's, there's this dynamic, which I think feels to me also very Jewish, that um, 
that you, you know, you're supposed to speak out, you're supposed to fight for what's right. And that on some levels, that's a very youthful characteristic. Um, and yet that there's a place and presence for the, 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 the seasoned wisdom of elders to, to guide the way. And there's a, there's a dynamic there that is part of the secret of the success of the American experiment, um, such as it is. I mean, an ongoing imperfect success, but nevertheless, right, it's that, it's that we have these, this, this uh, uh, balance um, or conversation between the you know, youthful revolutionaries and the seasoned statesmen elders. Sure, I think um, if you read the libretto, uh, Hamilton, The Revolution, highly recommend it, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda writes about that he was trying to show Washington as both a mentor and as a father figure for Hamilton, who he himself was an orphan, uh, but also for Washington to see a younger version of himself in Hamilton. Right. I think that there's there's a bit of that that we have to acknowledge we stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us, um, but also uh, for elders to um, find hope and energy in those who are younger than us that they may be able to do what we cannot. Uh, right? Uh, the prophet Yoel, or that they, 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 they may be able to do it better than than, than we better. Did, right? Like the, right, the yeah. prophet Yoel, the prophet Joel. Uh, writes uh, words that Debbie Freeman of Blessed Memory made famous, that the old shall dream dreams and the youth shall see visions. Uh, meaning, what's the difference between a dream and a vision? Uh, that we dream for something to happen, but we're not willing to do the work to make it happen. But the youth, partially because they uh, have not been pushed down and spit back out by the challenges of this world, and they have their whole lives still in front of them, they're willing to have a vision of what this world can be, a vision that they're willing to work to make a reality. So that, that is uh, amazing and, and maybe a, a, a beautiful sentiment to, uh, to, to conclude with. What do you think? That sounds great. A couple, a couple uh, quite last questions for you, Mike. Um, yeah. I think everybody in the show was incredible. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. won a Tony. Um, David Diggs won a Tony uh, for their performances. Uh, Renee Ellis Goldsberry, I believe, won a Tony. Uh, is there a single performance that stands out for you? Which I know Ooh. is very difficult. That is really difficult. Um, you know, I think that um, it, it's it's a it's a relatively small part, but um, you know, it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's so colorful. I, I love uh, uh, Jonathan Groff as as the king. Um, that's you know that's going to stay with me. Um, I, I um, you know all of the actors that you named who won Tonys for their performances um, well deserved them. You know, David Diggs is amazing. Leslie Odom Jr. Odom Jr. is amazing. Philip Sue is is incredible. Miranda himself um, is is uh, is really exquisite. I don't know the actor's name who plays Hercules Mulligan. Um, and um, then uh, Madison. I, I, I can't pronounce his name. He goes by Oak, the Mighty Oak. Mighty um, Oak, so amazing. Uh, and um, uh, uh, and uh, the, the actor who plays George Washington? Um, Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson. Um, also incredible. Great performance. Uh, you know, and, I, and, and I thought that, you know, that there was a real gravitas to his performance. Onadawan, I believe, is how he pronounced his name. But he, he knows that, that people have trouble pronouncing it, so he just goes by Oak. 
Got it. So, but there was a real uh, gravitas to um, Chris Jackson's performance as Washington that I thought was, um, you know, really spoke to the, uh, the the figure that Washington was and his presence in um, in in the life of some of the characters in, in the show. Um, and also, you mentioned, you know, the um, the Moses uh, story before of of you know imploring God to appoint a new leader, right? So there's 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 this you know kind of mosaic quality also to George Washington. Obviously, I recognize that there's irony in that because Moses freed slaves and George Washington owned slaves. Um, but um, but this you know th- that kind of you know um, seasoned uh, but somewhat reluctant leader um, who also knows um, how important uh, how how his leadership is not really about him as a charismatic figure, um, but about the cause and about setting precedent about, you know, leadership uh, after he's gone. Um, and so, you know, I think that was a real wit- well-written part, um, historically speaking, and, and just incredibly well-acted by Chris Jackson. And I also don't want us to forget, um, but just uh, the references that Miranda makes to uh, 90s and early 2000s hip hop and R&D, right? If you are a fan of um, rap from that era, um, the references to uh, Biggie Smalls, right? Right. Notorious B.I.G. are throughout the show uh, to Mob Deep. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes Um, you wonder how I keep them going under. And also, um, right, if you're a fan of the... uh, duets that Ja Rule had with Ashanti, with J-Lo uh, throughout the early 2000s. There, there's that line that, that Miranda does in his Ja Rule voice. Uh, right? As long as you're alive, Eliza, never make me feel so. Uh, and and he, he's trying to, to do Ja Rule right there. Uh, and it's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty incredible for any, any fan of, of hip-hop from that era. Well, Mike, um, this was the Zoom where it happens, and I, uh, I hope you I see what you did. I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Um, I hope you will not throw away your shot. And um, I, I, I don't have a, I don't have a pithy Hamilton reference to throw out. Uh, so I, I'm going to let you close it out with as many uh, puns and references as you want. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you stop listening right now, don't worry because you'll be back. Got it. And, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, thank you. Um, that's well, all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, again, uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And uh, do us a favor if you are so moved uh, and uh, rate and review us on your po- podcast platform of choice, which will help people. Uh, join our conversation in the future. Uh, until next time, I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. Uh, watch Hamilton on Disney Plus and uh, share your tour with us as well. Take care.